Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we're going through that, it feels like we're blind. We don't really know. We can't trust our vision anymore. We have to pull all of our energy into our bodies and just go inwards and know that, you know, we're on the right path. Just trust. There's so much of this piece of trust, I find. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart centered guest experts will be sharing through a multi dimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful people. I am here in my dad's master bedroom closet with the lovely Luna Ellis. Normally, my puppy lets me do my thing, but she has like been attached to my hip as of late because we are moving in just a short couple of days. Finally, I feel like I've been talking about this forever because I have been because it has been quite the process. And she knows like she can read the energy. She sees boxes. Even though I talk to her and tell her like you're stuck with us. You're coming. You don't have anything to worry about. She just doesn't want to leave my side. And as I was testing the mic, it's so funny because she's watching me right now. Like, what is my mom doing? And then when I was testing the mic and I, and I had the audio coming back through the computer, she's doing this like head tilt, staring at this box, (laughs) this machine, this computer wondering why my voice is coming out of it. I just love dogs. I love dogs. They're so much fun. So Luna is with us. (laughs) She's always with us, but she's really with us today. Um, This conversation. So again, I'm I'm in a bit of a trans transitory space with the podcast. Um, It felt really important to keep launching these every single week for a multitude of reasons. And even though I'm going to be moving away from repurposing previous content and conversations and collaborations, this one felt important to share because it's actually recent. It's from, I don't know, maybe last month. It's, It's a very recent conversation. And the reason why I am excited to share this with you is because one, I feel like Shannon, Shannon Brown is, is the beautiful soul that I got to collaborate with on this episode. But I just feel like it was a very, I remember at the end of the conversation, we were like, whoa, it was just a conversation. It wasn't like 
you know, sometimes in interviews and things, it can be more structured or there's more like Q&A type thing. And it just felt very in flow. And, you know, it was kind of, um, well, we met briefly. I'm trying to remember if we even were on Zoom. No, I don't even think we had had a Zoom conversation before this collaboration. So it was really like our first time having this connection in this way. Um, she is a, a dear, I think she's a dear friend and client of my soul sister, Brita Aragon. And so Brita was like, I'm telling you, this woman's a real deal. And I was like, okay, I trust you. And she really is. She is a, so Shannon's, she's a plant medicine guide. She's a, a sound therapist, a visionary artist, and a transformational arts facilitator. Noticing the themes, right, with creatives, <laughs> like there's a direct connection I'm finding. Like there's so many artists on that I bring on the show and, um, you know, like that can mean a multitude of reasons, but just noticing, right, because I do believe that we came to this planet to self-express because as we're self-expressing, we're in our integrity and authenticity and that shows up as artistry. It shows up in a multitude of ways. And so, that can be through sound. It can be through, you know, the medium of, of paint on a canvas. It can be through movement. It can be through dance. I mean, there's so many different ways. And Shannon kind of brings a little bit of that. And part of this event that I, this retreat that I collaborated with her on, she offered this sound healing. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like I know people who, you know, like dabble with sound bowls. I actually just interviewed Ashana, who has been a sound healer for, oh my gosh, like over two decades. And I use a lot of her medicine music in my group coaching programs. I just interviewed her and, and that episode will be launching sometime in the near future. And I just, with Shannon, I was like blown away at her, you, it just was like it felt like angels just like you know when when I hear certain sound healers it's very evident like okay one this is not the first lifetime that you've you know <laughs> used this this medium to help humanity to to heal to express to serve um it's just so beautiful it's so beautiful and there's so many times where I'm like yeah you know, I still judge my voice in a lot of ways. And there is a part of me that wants to start singing more and wants to, I, I got my first sound bowl. I, I built my own shamanic drum. I don't know, like a month or two ago. Um, I bought a guitar again. I don't know if I shared that. I bought a guitar again. Um, and I was very inspired by Blue and Reggie River Bear, which is a program that I did. I did the Fluorescent Sisterhood program which was my first program that I had been a part of in a long time. I did that one earlier this year, like in the spring. Richard Rudd was a part of it, Zach Bush, Mateus De Stefano. And there was a lot of expression in the form of song and playing the acoustic guitar. And I used to play guitar when I was in high school. So it's like I'm picking up these things that I used to do when I was like a kid or a teenager. And just like, it's funny. It's like I, I like made the drum and like, I, it sat there for a while, like, and then I started to pick it up and I bought the guitar, you know, it's just like I buy the guitar and it's in the case. And then it's like, then I take it out of the case and then I stare at it. It's just like this relationship where, for example, with the guitar, 
it took me forever to even buy the damn thing. And then it like took me forever to take it out of the case again. And then it took me forever to like just stare at it and just like hold it. And it's kind of like a relationship, right? Where it takes time. It takes time. And I'm just having fun moving from like things needing to sound good or like needing to be good at anything and just playing. And I just envision when I move to my next house in North Carolina, this open space where I can have all of my, where I can have my easel and all my acrylic paints and I can have my instruments. And of course the instruments will continue to, uh, you know, I'll continue to add to them as they see fit and just have my altar and have a space where I don't have a plan. It's just a place with all of my favorite things to pray, to meditate, to dance with the divine, to create, to express. And that feels so yummy. And so, you know, I just wanted to be honest about like, you know, when I hear people like Shannon and Ashana and I'm like, oh my gosh, their voices are so like just the majesty that comes through, you know, is so beautiful. And then there's this part of me that's like, oh, I can never be that or, or, um, like in comparison mode, but then it's like, well, I actually haven't even tried to express in that way, you know, yet, at least in this lifetime, to my knowledge. And so it's like, how do I not know that that's not possible for me or my version of that? Or maybe there's a, a different version that gets to emerge. And so just noticing like when we go in comparison, it's like, we don't want the thing that that person has right? It's just, there's just a part of me, like when I get in comparison mode, there's a part of me that's like, where am I actually not giving that to myself? Like, where am I othering myself? Where am I telling myself that that's not my story when I actually haven't even given it a fair shot? And that's kind of the space that I want to be in is I just want to be in, in the, in the play of it all. Um, and and kind of see what emerges because I've noticed like with my expression, with my art, with my creativity, with how I pray, with how I move, with everything, I just notice that the more that I just kind of get out of my own way, the more the expression just bubbles to the surface in a way that I sometimes am like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that existed within me, you know, because I never really gave it the opportunity to present itself. So that's just my little like love nugget around comparison and like the jealousy frequencies or just like why her why not me or why him why not me or whatever it is that's usually how I move through it is it's like okay there's this part of me that thinks that like they have something that I don't have there's this part of me that thinks that I'm inadequate there's this part of me that thinks that it's not possible for me and I like feel that be with that move through it so that I can then just be like, okay, let's just be in the curiosity. Like if this looks like something that I want to try, I want to give myself the opportunity to try it and see what emerges. And usually I surprise myself. Usually I'm like, damn, that was fun. And somebody may potentially receive this and love it. <laughs> or maybe it's just for me, you know, who knows? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else with this episode. So yeah, I'm just noticing differences like 
when I had this conversation with Shannon, you know, this was the first time that I went back and re-listened to it after we had the conversation. And I have noticed a drastic shift in my resonance and like the conversations that I want to talk about and a lot about what we did talk about is actually the direction of where the podcast is headed. So it felt very timely. So sometime next month in August, I am going to, let me see when this launches, it'll be just shy of August. So yeah, I'm like doing, it felt like I was going to relaunch everything on the Lionsgate portal when I launched the podcast last year in 2022, but it feels like when I record everything and when I create, I'm supposed to be in the, the energy of, you know, the Blue Ridge Mountain area. And so it feels like I'm not supposed to have all of that kind of ready to go yet. It feels like I'm supposed to wait until I get there and kind of ground the energy there because I know that like I'm in very much a revelation and transformational time and I don't want to rush it. And so this is kind of that discernment piece of like, it, there was a reason why I was resisting. I have I have everything ready to go. Um, it just hasn't felt like... I wanted to, I was ready to launch it yet. Um, Yeah. So sometime in August, my birthday is August 29th. So it's a big month for me in a lot of ways. I'm moving one year anniversary of the podcast. I'm turning 37. And yeah, it just feels like a really big, it feels like a really big year, a really big solar return on the horizon. And Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of keep sharing what feels resonant for now. And then I do have several new recorded episodes with some amazing humans. And I'm going to just keep being in integrity with where I want the podcast to go. And yeah, I think that's like kind of where I want to leave it. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. I highly encourage you to check Shannon out. She's a beautiful being. And yeah, like I just, I'm really loving how many creatives I'm bringing on the show without even realizing it. It's like the people who are directly connected spiritually in their humanity are those that are you know, like cultivating various forms of self-expression. And I absolutely know in my heart of hearts now that it is directly linked, right? Because this is about the feeling, right? This is about what's alive for for you and how that expresses, right? It's like, we're all a fractal of the divine and how that expresses, like there's a bajillion ways to express the God within. And I feel like that's what being a creative is, is it's like, yep, this is my flavor. This is my medicine. This is my shade of whatever love is or whatever joy is or whatever liberation is or whatever femininity is or whatever. Yeah. And I, I just, I want people to feel, um, like I, I love having people on the show that, you know, and I love having conversations with people about how hard it is to be seen, how like, right. It's like every single person I talk to on the show, because I go through it all the time is 
very, very clear at like, yeah, it's not easy to be seen. It's not easy to show up. It's not easy to be in my authentic expression. Like, yes, I'm judged. Yes, I'm misunderstood. Yes, my family doesn't understand me. Yes, I'm noted, you know, as the weird one, um, which I am the weird one in my family and, and with my in-laws. And I've just learned, you know, it's so funny. I was talking to my husband about this the other day and I was like, you know what, Chad? I'm like, I'm the weird one. But I'm like, what if I'm the normal one? What if I'm the sane one? Like, what if I'm like, what if everybody else is the insane ones and the, the weirdos? <laughs> I just like flipped it on its head because it's like I'm asking myself the deeper questions of life. And to me, that makes me sane. That makes me as it makes me connected to my reality. Right. And I'm not a follower and neither are you if you're listening to this. And I feel like all of the leaders were deemed weird and different because we go a different path. And so it does. It takes a lot to to go your own way, <laughs> right? And now I'm going to start singing that song. It takes a lot to go your own way. And it does. It's like when I talk about this with Shannon in the episode, it's like a titration that happens. Like first I started talking about it with, you know, it's like I started talking about it intimately with the people around me that I felt safe with. And then it's like, and then it went on social media and then, you know, and like, then I started coaching people. And then I started sharing things more publicly, right? It's like, then I launched the podcast, right? Like, it's like, it starts with, okay, I'm just going to try this and like, feel this and let people respond and let myself move through the emotions of like, all of the illusions of not being accepted or not being loved for who I am and all these things. And then when I like have moved through that and I've reached my new baseline, right? Where like, again, the floor becomes the new ceiling and the floor becomes the new ceiling. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm ready for the next thing. Like, and so I just laugh at, it's just kind of fun to be like, what if the joke's on you, everybody else? <laughs> because that's been so much of my story is um, a lot of the people around me don't fully understand my path and actually a lot of the people around me actually don't actually even fully know the magnitude of how deep of a person I am and that makes me sad because it's me that again I'm in the titration process so it makes me sad but it also like I, there's a lot of grace there with um you know and I and I've talked about this on the show a lot like okay I don't need to give all parts away of myself. You know, it's like, I don't need to tell everybody everything, but I don't want to hide. And so I'm learning that, which is why I want to move the podcast in a different direction is I'm here actually because I'm so grounded and because I'm so human. <laughs> like, I really think that the more human me, the more human that I get to continue to be, and the less esoteric and the less dogmatic and the less like putting myself in a box of scientific, spiritual, religious, whatever it is, the more people are actually going to feel me and understand me because it's just me as a human asking these deep questions and not putting a label on it. And so I'm really in this like learning, like I said, I'm in a revelation time. I'm really in a, like, like I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, I've, I've learned the reason why I was so scared 
well, there's a lot of reasons why I was so scared, but I was realizing like, oh, there were parts of me that were still putting other people's concepts. Like it was like I was taking other people's concepts and applying them to my life where now I am truly just applying my lived experience of my life in what I share. And that is all that I can do. <laughs> like, like if I, if I can actually just share what I know, then there's no way that I can take the concept of the, of out anything outside of me and try to limit my understanding of life. So I'm, I don't know if I'm making any sense, <laughs> but, um, that's how it's that's how I'm going to be in this this experiment is okay I feel afraid to be myself but if I can create a way where I can build a bridge for people to actually access the information and the wisdom and the knowledge that I've acquired through my life if I can be in the practice of it instead of just talking about it if I can actually be in the practice of these like universal principles then people are going to feel that through my auric field through my energy people are going to feel it and they're going to be like oh okay right Lindsay's on to something here like you know it's so funny my parents talk about it all the time like how I'm able to manage stress like right so they may not understand me on or maybe they may not agree or have differing views or whatever. Like they love me. They're proud of me. They are happy that I'm happy. But the things that I notice is that they tell me like how they, how much they notice that I can manage stress. Right. So again, like putting this in terms where much of humanity doesn't know how to manage their stress levels, doesn't know how to be in relationship with their emotions. So having the feedback of the people around me, like, okay, like, oh, you're always just so good at that. Oh, like you have all these practices or you have all these tools or like, it's just easier for you to manage your mind or manage your emotions or to not be in stress or to handle things or to just have this lens of, not being in victim, right? Like I'm having people reflect that back to me now. So even if like they see something that I share online that doesn't necessarily resonate or it's like they're not quite there or they don't agree or it doesn't land or whatever, it doesn't matter because what they're actually feeling is how I'm moving through life. They're witnessing how I'm moving through life, right? So they may not get what I'm saying, but they're actually receiving what I'm embodying and how I'm moving through life, which makes a lot of sense to me. Like, yes, I'm going to talk about it, <laughs> but I've got to practice. So like I'm at this time in my life where I'm really, really wanting to like incarnate what I know and practice it beyond belief. And, um, and trust me, plenty of opportunity, like again, in the humanness, like, I there's plenty of times where I you know do kind of fall off and like you know maybe struggle a bit to manage my stress levels but I always know how to kind of come back and I always know how to kind of come back to for example like 
just how connected I am to the earth and to nature and just like the people around me not understanding why I put my bare feet on the earth. And, you know, like I'm deemed as like the crunchy (laughs) tree hugging, you know, Lindsay, which I've kind of always been deemed in that category for a long time. But like when people are saying around me, oh, you know how to manage your stress. And I can be like, yeah, actually. <laughs> well, now there's a documentary. I think I think it's a Deepak Chopra documentary. I think it's called Earthing or Grounding on Netflix. And there's all of these doctors and scientists that are actually explaining what's happening with the you know electromagnetic field of this planet and, and how it reduces inflammation and how they're actually able to show what happens in the body when you connect to the earth, right? So it's just funny when like people don't understand and people make a judgment about what I do to recenter. And now it feels like there's, I mean, I'm out in nature more than I'm inside. People are like, aren't you dying? Aren't you sweating? And it's like, I just need the fresh air. I need the the humidity. I need to smell the plants. I need to put my feet on them. I need to touch them. It's just, It's just what I need. The more connected that I feel that I am to myself. And so I'm not in this like triggered place anymore where right before when like there would be comments made or I would be poked fun at for some of the things that I do, I would get like my wounded little girl would be like just feeling so misunderstood. And now I just I'm learning. I should I shouldn't say it's all the time, but the majority of the time I just smile and I because it's like I know Like if somebody's poking fun at me, but yet they're still suffering and they're still struggling with their stress and their emotions and feeling lost or lacking clarity and purpose, but yet I'm doing this practice that I know works, that's helping me, right? All that I can do is just to keep showing up and practicing and being like, hey, maybe try it on hey, maybe watch this documentary. Hey, if you're not going to listen to me, like maybe listen to this doctor or listen to this scientist. And dad, if you're listening to this ever, I love you. I don't think my dad listens to my podcast, but maybe he will. There's so many times where like, you know, like Teflon coated pans or EMFs or whatever, blue light. Like there's so many hilarious um, times where he'll text me a screenshot of an article. It'll be like five years later and he'll be like, hey, look, and it'll be some confirmation of some like statistic or some um, like some some biohacking tip that I've been doing for a long time. And then he gets an email about it or stumbles across it online. And then it's almost like his affirmation, like like now he has enough evidence of like, oh, I think she kind of might be knowing what she's talking about. And, you know, my husband's even backed me plenty of times where um, he'll say things like, you know, Lindsay is really well-versed in XYZ. Like I really do. I research a lot. I geek out on things, but most of it is me just being like, oh, I can feel in my body when it's like, I can't be inside anymore. Like I, there's like a contraction that happens when I can feel when it's like, oh yeah, this isn't working. I got to get outside. I got to go do something in nature. And then I get out there and I notice a difference and I feel better. And so most of what I research or most of what I like ascertain from external sources is 
more of a remembrance? Like it's more of a clarification of like, oh, yeah, okay, this is affirming what I already know. This person is just saying it in a different way. But most of the statistics, it's like I don't need the statistics actually to prove anything because I can feel it inside my body. And that's the difference. So like now when I consume something, I'm always kind of setting this intention of like, okay, I literally do this. I put my hands on my body and I'm like, okay, I'm putting myself on template mode. Like I'm not reading any of this to learn anything new. I'm reading this just if any sort of clarification gets to happen or any sort of crystallization of the wisdom that already resides within me gets to happen, I'm open to receiving it, but there's nothing new that I'm learning. And I really notice that it helps me filter and it also help it helps me filter, but it also helps me stay grounded in like my truth. And again, so much of my journey, especially over the last several months has been like what my soul is like has been asking for is this has got to come from you. And it's actually really funny because my life's work gene key is moving from exhaustion to resolve. Um, so sorry, exhaustion to divine will through the pathway of resolve. And so div- this this is all about being an empty vessel and, and allowing what is inside of me to like for me to excavate it from the depths of my being. So it makes so much sense that I, I mean, there has been so many times where I've stopped consuming. So right for a long time, I stopped consuming. I stopped reading. I stopped listening to podcasts, but I actually really do love doing all those things. Like I love reading. (laughs) I love reading. I love consuming things from time to time, but mindful consumption. And so now I'm in an integrated place where before I just couldn't, like before I didn't know how to differentiate, like what is mine? What is not mine? Like how to differentiate? Oh, there I go again. Like this is somebody else's belief system that I'm like injecting into my field. That's not working. And I could feel it. It was just like, it was like my subconscious was literally like vomiting, like, nope, 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 too much, too much, too much. And now I'm in this place where I can have it. I don't read. It's like I don't consume a lot. But when I do, I it's like I know how to be like, oh, yes, this is affirming what I already know. Oh, yes, here's the deeper remembrance. Like I can feel the activation happening and it allows me to move through life in a way where I'm not like, um, stopping myself from enjoying things like listening to a podcast from time to time or reading. And it's really helped me learn what I actually want to read or consume and what I don't. There's been so many books that I've like bought and never opened or started and been like, why did I buy this freaking thing? Or it sat on my shelf for five years before I opened it. And being okay with that, like being okay with like, just because I bought the thing doesn't like I changed my mind. It's not time. There's a reason why I'm not drawn to this book. So I really only consume things now when I'm feeling this pull and feeling this draw. So, oh my gosh, I was going to have like a five minute intro, (laughs) but here we are. So yeah, this is kind of where the conversations are headed. And you kind of get to hear from Shannon and I on kind of going deeper into some of these principles. And I'm just very excited for, it feels like I'm taking my training wheels off of the podcast and I'm really launching this thing in a way that feels in full integrity 
with who I am. And that feels so good. And I just want to take everybody with me. And even in the new intro that I wrote, I said like, um, I can't remember exactly what I wrote, but it was just like, I'm creating simple and digestible and accessible podcast where we can ground spiritual principles into the reality of what it means to be a human because all are welcome here. Like I really want anyone to be able to come on the show or come listen to the show who has no idea about spiritual principles, who may be an atheist, who may be a devout Christian, I don't know, who may be lost and confused and maybe they grew up in a religious institution and it didn't work out for them and now they're like trying to refine themselves or anywhere in between or maybe going through a really challenging part of their life. I want them to be able to listen and to be like, oh, okay, this makes sense or like, ooh, I can I can latch onto that and apply it to my life. Okay, this feels manageable. <laughs> this feels like a bite-sized little nugget that I can take and do something with. That is my intention because I want more people to be able, like I want people who don't know about these principles yet, or maybe they're blocking them to be able to access them. And I want to reach more people ultimately because I want to help. (laughs) So that's the premise behind why the podcast has felt out of integrity for a bit, because I'm just in a very different place of how I want to talk about spirituality and how I want to ground in the conversation and um and it's just that I'm in a different place and I'm I like know that it's going to take off because I'm so excited about it and I know that this is what again like inside of me I can feel that this is what I came here for and how um and how I get to express so I can't wait for you to continue to be on this amazing journey together And of course, would continue to love the feedback and can't wait to share once everything is locked and loaded. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day and enjoy this episode with Shannon. Much love. Hello, beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are just really moving along with this wonderful program. Uh, Our online retreat is getting a lot of uptake in our Facebook group. Make sure you go there. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for Transformation in Your 40s and Beyond Women's Retreat, Five Days of Art and Sound Therapy, Energy Practices, and Shamanic Healing to Expand into a Brand New You. I am Shannon Brown. I'm a spiritual coach. I'm a visionary artist and healer. And my work supports clients in reigniting your inner fire, creativity, and soul's purpose through art, sound, and plant medicine. During this five-day virtual retreat, we have a beautiful circle of visionaries, and we are co-creating and providing a wide variety of tools, practices, and knowledge to help you tap into and amplify your personal power, optimize your sacred creativity, and transform into the life that you dream of. So today, I'm so thrilled to introduce Lindsay Martin-Ellis. Welcome, Lindsay. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. So great to have you. Lindsay Martin-Ellis is an embodied intuitive transformational mentor and spiritual teacher for those on the devotional path. She is also a writer, a speaker, a podcast hostess, human design and gene keys facilitator, and emissary of the divine feminine. 
This former professional engineer traded in her accolades and to-do list for the felt experience of what it means to embrace our soul journey in the human form. When Lindsay is not serving humanity, you can find her playing in nature with her rescue pup, Luna, traveling the world with her hubby, Chad, and dancing her prayers to George Michael's freedom on the regular. Ooh, love that song. <laughs> Lindsay is a true oracle here to leave on, to leave grounded universal messages for the collective's evolution. And you can receive her free teachings and transmissions on all major social media platforms at Lindsay Martin Ellis and her podcast, Soul Shine Radio, and her website, Lindsay martinellis.com. Welcome, Lindsay. I got teary-eyed when I read that. It's been a while since I've had it reflected back to me. So I'm like, I guess that means I'm doing something right. You are doing something right. It's resonating in your soul. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, there's been a lot of tears during this retreat, I have to say. Sometimes mine and sometimes the <laughs> with the with the two of us, I think there's just so much emotion and so much um, shifting right now that people are feeling it's really, and it's not tears of sadness. It's this like beautiful tears of elevation, you know, feeling really good about where we're at. Yeah. I feel that too. Yeah. That's beautiful. So Lindsay, I'd love to jump in with you and ask you to share with us a bit about your background, your life experience and where transformation has really played a part in your growth and, you know, bringing you to where you are today. So yeah, please share. Oh my gosh, where do I even start? (laughs) Well, it's funny. Last year I published my first book and through the, through the writing process, I discovered that every decade of my life, there was some massive transformational initiation that absolutely allowed me to course correct and evolve and grow and transform. And so I think I'll start with out of the womb. I'll keep it, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, but you know, I, I almost drowned when I was two years old and I didn't realize because I don't remember it consciously that there was so much terror that lived inside my body from that experience. So much abandonment, actually abandonment of self uh, above abandonment of my parents. And I never felt, I never felt like there was any judgment or anything that I felt, but I started to notice as, as I really embarked on this evolutionary path and, and grounded into this consciousness journey, how much of that lived inside of my body. So that was age two. And then I, I lost my best friend when I was in college and I was there, I was with her and I left in one car and she left in another and she transitioned and really, you know, I grew up Catholic and I didn't really ever feel kind of, I knew that there was something more, but I just didn't really feel like I didn't understand (laughs) any sort of religious dogma. I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. And when she died, I I started honestly from a foundational level of just learning how to grieve and learning how to process my emotions. And I read many lives, many masters, and I just started following Buddhist principles. And I just kind of started picking all of these different nuggets that helped me on my healing journey. And then of course, college happened, right? I, I, I went through my grieving process and I kind of lost touch with my spiritual nature became an environmental engineer, went to college and graduated cum laude. And then I started to have these debilitating 
hormonal issues to the point where I was told I wouldn't be able to conceive a child at the time, just adrenal fatigue, cortisol spiking left and right. On the outside, I looked like I was thriving. I was climbing the corporate ladder in this male-dominated industry, and my body was literally screaming at me. (laughs) I got engaged to my now husband at around 30, at 30 years old. And that's when I really started to look at my life and I started to look at how I was living my life and how out of alignment I felt in so many ways. And that was the moment that I reclaimed autonomy over my body, over my life, completely healed myself from the inside out six months. In six months, after over a decade of being on medications, just started to listen to my inner compass, got really in touch with my hormones, with my body temple. And I thought I was just healing physically. And eventually I started to recognize how much emotional healing began to came up, right? Like the the drowning experience when I was two and all of those things that happened with even the parts of me that I didn't heal with my my best friend transitioning and why her and why not me and what where do we go when we die and what happens on the other side and all of these questions started to surface. And I'm now 36. So really from about 30 to 30 till now and beyond, I've been moving from like, oh, wow, it's it's like the body, mind, spirit connection and how all of it is integrated and how every painful experience in our life is really leads to this rapturous experience if we allow it and allow ourselves to surrender into the teachings that are presenting itself with that experience. And so that's how I move through life now. I left corporate about four years ago. And now you obviously know what I do. And it's my it's my honor to help other women just walk the beauty way and to move through life from this place of truly surrendering to what's presented to us. So I'll hand it back over to you. Thank you. Wow, that's so much to have gone through. And I really feel for your your losing of your best friend. I know how horrible that is. Um, I also lost, she didn't pass away. I lost a best friend who ended up with a brain tumor and it changed her personality totally. And I was pregnant at the time. And my dad also died when I was pregnant. And so that really that huge experience of of loss at that time um, really put me down into a funk. And it, this is how we survive through these things is we 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 repress them, right? We stuff them into the body as if it's a bag that we can just shove in the corner. And um, you know, I'm sure there's people who can relate because life can be so traumatic in so many ways. But you also talked about the kind of healing, the rapture of healing, the beauty of healing and the, you know, the potential that comes through. Um, I remember when my mom passed away, somebody telling me that imagine you're like a diamond and the more facets of the diamond that are that are cut off, you know, the more pieces of the diamond that are taken away, the brighter you shine, you know. So thank you for sharing your, your process and, you know, how, how you were able to come through this and really at two years old, that's so young. We don't even really have access to those memories. Um, so, you know, being able to, to go back to that time, that's really some feat that you were able to do that. But the, I guess the, the, 
the fact that you were able to pinpoint that and then really work with it is, is, you know, the magic of, of your healing. So, um, tell us a little bit more. There's two things. One is, you know, I know there's women listening to us here who are probably in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. We're just like waiting on the edge of their seat, knowing it's time for me to leave. Um, Could you give some advice for someone who's thinking of transitioning out of a job job, a J-O-B job into maybe a more spiritual direction and a definitely healed direction? And then I have some other questions too. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. And, you know, for me, and I, I, I didn't share this part of the story. Um, but when I was an environmental engineer, so I very much had this like conscious awareness of like environmental toxins. And I was always just health conscious and environmentally aware since I was a very young child, but I never like really applied it fully to my life. Right. It's like what we're modeled and what we see and what we're taught and what people tell us and doctors tell us and what the pop culture tells us. And once I started to become my own advocate, I actually found this company. The company is called Beauty Counter and I'm still with them, non-toxic skincare and cosmetics. And all of a sudden I was using their products and they were working and I felt like I was really digging into the transparency of the company. And all of a sudden this business opportunity presented itself and I really joined for the discount because I had thrown out so many products and I was really starting from scratch and starting from this new baseline. And... I was, I just remember I had like terrible cystic acne and like my confidence was non-existent. And I just remember sharing my story with people while I was in the middle of this healing journey and it's, it was working. So it was like the first time ever that like vulnerability and intimacy and just letting people know exactly where I was at, but being so connected to my vision, I started to see how people like were impacted by that and how effortless it became. And I believe that this company came into my life as a stepping stone for this path because I actually didn't know. So to answer your question, if this company and this opportunity didn't present itself, I don't know if I would have had the courage to walk away. I don't know if I would have considered it. I think I would have just said, this is what I went to school for and this is what I do. And I have no idea what else I would could possibly teach or do or whatever. So. That's something fun to explore is like, is there something already in your life, in your field that maybe isn't like, I'm going to launch this thing all by myself and have no idea what I'm doing. And maybe there's an opportunity to work with someone alongside someone, apprentice, or just kind of get your foot in the door doing something that feels more meaningful for you. So that's my first answer. And then the second is, I was like so ready to leave corporate and my husband is so grounded and he wasn't, he actually left corporate last year. He went from financial uh, investment research to fine finish carpentry, but he really helped me like come up with a grounded plan, right? It's like the magnetism meets the electricity, right? It's like the true heart connection and intuition meets like the divine in action meets the alignment. And he helped me come up with a plan of what would feel secure, what would feel stretchy. It was like the right combination and recipe of stretchy and also security. And it was like, I think it was like nine months. Like we had a nine month plan and we had a spreadsheet. He's an engineer. I'm in finance, right? And we're like, all right. And we did it. And it so it was supportive because it was something to look forward to. But 
it allowed me to really claim it and do it to say like, this is what I want for my life. I'm going to try it. If it doesn't work out, I can always go back. And of course, I never looked back. So I think that would be the two biggest pieces of advice is like there might be something already in your field that's kind of speaking to you and to keep just saying yes, because the universe will keep presenting itself, the little breadcrumbs of like, keep saying yes, keep choosing this. And then also like we, right, this is called this, this segment is called reality is spirituality, right? Like it is important to stay grounded and to not be so reckless <laughs> Right. And to like, really, you know, whether you're, you're meant to take the leap now or, or if you're meant to like create a pathway and you're the only one that's going to know that if you're listening to it. So I'll hand it back over to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's coming up for me is that, you know, knowing that we're resourced, taking it slow, we don't have, things don't have to be fast all the time. That's kind of what we're yeah, evolving out of right this like fast, risky, quick decisions, um, feeling overwhelmed. Um, you know, as you said, having having a spreadsheet, having a foundation, having a backup plan. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with if that's the choice you make and you just want to jump. Yeah, that and and that works for a lot of people. And but having it you know, at least having the desire there, having the vision there, having the the prayers, the wishes, speaking to spirit, know, knowing that spirit is listening and that you are divinely guided. I fully believe that. I'm sure you do too. You know, we, it's, it's going to happen. You've put the, you've put the wish out. You've put the, like, you know, the letter's been sent to spirit and you're just waiting now for the receiving of yeah the message and the clear it's time to go. Yeah. So that's beautiful. But it's also making me think about, you know, how do we know in our bodies that it's the right time? Mm-hmm. And as someone who works with the body, can I you love this question? With, yeah. Can you share a little <laughs> bit more about that? Like how to make yeah. a transition or a transformation that feels right yeah. in the body? How do we know that it's right? Yeah. Like what part does the body play? Well, intuitively, I'd love both of us to just close our eyes for a moment and anyone tuning in and just settling in for a moment and putting your hands anywhere on your body that feels yummy and delicious. And just asking yourself the question of what is a moment in my life where I felt so embodied in my yes, I felt so excited. I knew that this was the decision that I get to make. I felt it in my heart, right? My, my belly was fluttering with butterflies. It just was like oxytocin was being released. It felt so effortless. It felt so easy. And maybe people around you didn't understand it, but you just knew. So maybe this is when you said, yes, marrying your beloved. Maybe this is the first time that you saw your child's eyes after being born. Maybe this was a decision to move to a new state. Maybe it was just the first time that you met someone that was part of your fractal lineage, your soul family, and you just knew that you knew this person in previous lifetimes. Just going back to that moment, beginning to just see it, 
And right, our body keeps the score. Our body carries all of these emotions associated with this moment. So as you're seeing it, feel what it feels like in your body to just have that knowing. Feel how easy it feels, how connected you feel. Oh, it doesn't matter what anyone else is saying around you. You know this is true. You know this is pure. You know this is aligned. And so whenever you're questioning a decision, if it doesn't feel like this, it's probably a no. It's that simple. So just coming back into the space and opening your eyes. Now we're all in this yummy place. We get, we get to continue on the conversation, right? So this, it's really that easy. If it feels icky, if it feel, if, if there's, you know, if there's any sort of dissonance, it's probably a no. And that's how I move through life. And I promise what starts to happen is you start to have evidence. I have this book I call my book of miracles. And it is literally when I have that feeling inside and I take action, I now have evidence of how the universe meets me and how it creates the momentum of the divine supporting me in every decision. And then it starts to let the mind take the back seat and be in service to the heart. And that's really all that we're doing. I feel that we're just in a reversal time of moving from the mental chatter first and allowing the mind to then be in service to the heart. Mm, That's so beautiful. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. I went back to a moment where it wasn't necessarily a decision, but it was a moment where I was on stage. Um, I'm a sound therapist and also a musician, an artist, creative being, basically. And I was on stage and I was playing my crystal bowl singing. And I just I felt my soul pull out of my body. And, and like, I mean, I was still connected, but I pulled out and I just looked at the experience and I felt like this is so right. This is exactly mm-hmm. where it's meant to be. This feels so good. I'm in love with this experience so much. And then it just continued on. I was in this absolute state of bliss, you know? And so to, to actually allow ourselves to feel those feelings, those blissful feelings, and to have those in like your book of miracles written down, you know, remember the time when you felt so good. Uh, it's just such a, a great way to remind ourselves that this type of feeling is possible and it could have yeah. happened at any time in our lives, you know, like those moments. Yeah. And what's coming through, right. is like, I'm sure there were moments that you were scared shitless to go on stage and perform in front of people or to maybe sell your first piece of art or to maybe open up your voice for the first time. So I love that you brought this up, right? Because there's going to be fear. Like there's going to be moments, right? Because we know something big is on the horizon. So, right. It's like, you know, you still can fear the feel the fear and know when it's right. Like that feeling where you've had that experience. And I do that too, where it's almost like you become the observer of, of your experience. You don't leave your body, but you're like, oh, wow, this is pure. This is true. This is real. Right. And that overpowers the fear of being seen that overpowers 
the fear of taking the risk of doing something different that maybe goes against the grain of what society tells you you should do and who you should be. So just know that like the fear, if you're not afraid, then you're not transforming. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. It's pain. It can be painful to transform. Um, I was looking online. There's a meme which has a butterfly and a caterpillar and they're having a glass of wine and the caterpillar says to the butterfly, you've changed. And the, the butterfly says, yeah, we're, I know. Supposed to, yeah. Right? we're supposed to. And if you think about it, the butterfly actually goes from the caterpillar, it goes into the cocoon and it turns into a goopy blob. Like that's got to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like literally foundationally, totally just, disappearing from and restarting from the ground up in the chrysalis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the snake, I often will call in the snake when I'm calling in the directions and the snake as well. He At one point, the snake is fully blind. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're going through that, it feels like we're blind. We don't really know. We can't trust our vision anymore. We have to pull all of our energy into our bodies and just go inwards and know that you know, we're on the right path. Just trust. There's so much of this piece of trust I find. Speaking of which, my cat is crying at the door. I'm going to be right back. Okay. We get to look at your beautiful art. (laughs) Here. Thank you. Yeah, that's one of my pieces. It almost looks like a yoni. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's um I call them portals. I and I saw this vision in um in an ayahuasca ceremony mm. where um it was the first time that I saw this type of image and I remember I wasn't really feeling the medicine and my friend said to me, "Well, you know, this might just be a night of deep meditation." So I was like, "Okay." So I sat back and I started to meditate and I thought, if I'm just going to be meditating, I'm going to send love to all of my friends. And so I opened my heart and I imagined a friend in front of my eyes. And all of a sudden, this image of (laughs) this started to appear around my friend. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) And then I brought another friend up and a different image came. So this was, this was an activation that the medicine shared with me, but really it came from the direct experience of opening my heart and imagining myself sending love. I love that. So that's the, that's the image here. And I only just now made the connection of me standing in front of it here or sitting in front of it is very similar to what I saw Mm. in that vision. So again, it's like trusting the process and trusting it was going to be a boring night in my mind. I was like (laughs) working, I'm bored. I'm just going to meditate. And then, wow. Yeah. The simplest things can be so profound. Yeah. And it's funny because before you mentioned this, when you were talking about vision, like I have a funny relationship with vision now too, because I feel like so many times, even with our, our like lower octave version of vision, we, we limit ourselves and right. So for you, like, right. The the mind is like, oh, I'm just going to meditate. Well, I might as well like do something constructive with this. Right. And it's like, then 
the the magic appears, right? It's like that willingness to not know and to have the blinders on so that this beautiful art and activation could emerge can emerge. And I feel like that's the difference, right? Because I'm constantly evolving my vision. I imagine you are too as a creative, right? It's like because when we pigeonhole ourselves, we're always changing, we're always evolving, we're always transforming. And if we get so attached to that thing, then there's this thing all the way over here that we may be missing and that we may be saying no to and that we we may be resisting. And so I just like to be surprised now. (laughs) I'm always open to being surprised, (laughs) delighted. (laughs) Yeah. Calling in, calling in the mystery, calling in the magic, calling in our dreams, you know, to show us something really special. Um, I'm doing the, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, some of his meditations. And he says um, at one point in this one meditation about, um, you know, asking the universe or asking your guides to show you themselves in a way that is so, you know, magnificent or so, you know, out there that you can't but know that that's your your soul guide telling you something mm. you know and since doing that um i've had some really powerful experiences like just synchronicities of things showing up um totally. so yeah so asking for for us to be shown uh in those moments when you don't necessarily expect a miracle or expect anything maybe to happen yeah. all of a sudden this you know beautiful thing will show up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Claiming it. But I tell my clients, like you get to just claim it and ask for it and say it. So many oftentimes we don't even do that. Right. It's like, you get to be clear. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's up to you actually. Um, You know, nobody else is going to do it for us and it's up to us to make these declarations to the universe yeah yeah Yeah, that's so beautiful mine lately is um i'm claiming to play a bigger game i don't know like it's just like i don't know what that means but it's like i'm here to play a bigger game and then i'm like rattling in my like like i don't know what this means but right i just feel right i just know that there's more so every single day it's like all right i'm committed to that (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How big can we get? How, how, um, you know, when, when we feel that trust in ourselves, when we have that resource, it's almost like we can, we can just go bigger and bigger and, and trust that, that the foundation is there. Yeah. I love it. Um, so tell me a little bit about the emotions. You know, you're you're we're we're thinking a little bit about that. Like how does how does our emotional foundation support us in our transformation as well? Well, I believe that us feeling to the depths of our being is directly connected to everything that we desire in this world and beyond and our emotions I believe are attached to our soul, our soul journey right? It's like we we remember the experiences that we felt and lived in previous incarnations. And so when we're numbing and when we're stuffing things down and when we're avoiding to not feel, we're actually completely cutting off access with 
our soul, with spirit, with source, and our ability to actually get the clues and the clarity on how to move forward. So it's right. It's like, if you want the clarity, if you're confused, if you don't know where to go next, it's directly connected to like, where am I avoiding feeling this wound that's creating density in the body that's blocking me from more capacity inside of my being to serve, right? It's like people ask, I'm sure you all the time. And they ask me all the time, like, how do you have all this energy? And how are you able to do this? And it's like, because I've literally had so many baths, crying in the bathtub, not knowing why. But now I just don't attach to my emotions anymore in the same way. Like, I, I, I feel them. I acknowledge them. I accept them. I allow them to move through. I don't create a big story about it. Sometimes I know why. Sometimes I don't know why. But I give myself the space to feel through breaths, through, through sound, through movement, through whatever it is. And then I start to notice like there's this like soften, softening that begins to happen, like these little tiny softenings. And that's what I believe awakening is. It's like these little tiny softenings as we meet the pain. And so so the difference is that pain is temporary and suffering is perpetual. And so the suffering is created from the avoidance of the pain. And right, like right at that access point at our heart, right, we have our higher self and our human self. And at that access point is where our emotions reside. And so it's just a matter of, again, even if this might be something that may be scary for some of you, even just to start with like, I'm willing, I'm willing to just listen. I'm willing to just open myself up to what this wound is teaching me. I'm willing just to slowly flip the whim, the dimmer switch and in this space of allowing myself to feel And just being patient with yourself and seeing what happens. So this may be easy for some of you. It may be challenging, but just to say like, okay, I'm afraid. I don't know what this, this is going to bring up. This feels painful. This feels scary, but I'm willing to try. And again, asking your divine support team to help you in titrating, starting to feel those emotions. So yeah. And then it becomes more fun. Like, I'm not afraid of pain anymore. I'm not afraid of death anymore, right? I'm just, I trust. There's so much freedom in that. Right? Yeah. And colors become brighter. Yes. The life becomes more interesting. Oh my gosh, yes. The simplest things can become, you know, the most magnificent the magic and, and the mundane. Magic in the mundane. Yeah. Um, I am a big fan of timers. So I've said that to some of my clients, like allow yourself every day, five, 10, 15 minutes, put your timer on, get your Kleenex nearby and just see if you can go into the feeling, see if you can go into the emotion and just allow it. Because I think I mean, for me, and this is what I've heard from some people, you know, there's a fear of losing complete control. And I think, yeah, for women, especially in in, in our history yeah. of being told that we're hysterical and that we're, you know, women being put into, you know, asylums and that sort of thing, there's definitely a deep-seated fear of losing control. 
but there's also the we're blocking off our femininity as well when we're not controlling everything and we're just being and and receiving in that receiving place you know that's where so much of our power is so yeah. allowing us to feel allowing us to sit back and receive and feel and be in the moment and not having to control or or force or protect or be in that safety mode all the time so f- when you're feeling safe when you're in your room let's say in a safe place like a bed or your comfy chair giving yourself a timer and then and then doing what you said you know titrating giving yourself yeah. that to just feel yeah and i use music a lot because sometimes it is hard to access and i notice that the frequencies and resonances right it's like if you're just like i love the timer it's the same thing right like giving yourself that time and space and the comfort and the safety of your own environment to allow yourself to access what is asking to be accessed, right? I call it wound wisdom. There's a reason why it's coming up and and asking for it to be looked at and felt. And there's a zillion different ways, right? It could be getting out in nature. Like there could be just certain things that bring up certain emotions for you. And so you know what's best for you, right? There's There's so many ways to get there. But I do love what you said, if you don't mind me touching on like losing control, right? Because I've kind of like shifted my... I've shifted a lot of words lately, just like if, because every, every words carry resonances and they, they're varies for each of us. Like for me, I don't use the word boundary anymore because it was like coming from a wound. I use the word discernment, but for some people, they may be in clear, luminous, loving boundaries and it may work for them. But for me, I just kept noticing it was like this this like disruption that was having happening in my nervous system where like I was wanting something from someone else. Right. And it was like, I wanted somebody else to make me feel better because I was in my suffering. So with losing control, right. It's like, we don't have, we know we never have control ever. (laughs) Right. And so it is that rapturous experience. It's like, for me, it's like, can I allow myself to be in the rapture, allow the spirit of life to move through me Because it's actually, for me, it's not the actual fear of being in the rapture. It's the fear of how people are going to perceive me because of the previous incarnations of other society persecuting us as women for being oracles, right? For being medicine women. And so maybe it's, it's even a shift in vocabulary of like, okay, I'm not losing control. I'm actually like so centered and so in my body and so connected that this scares people who aren't, who don't have that deep connection and resonance within, who aren't in their power, who was, who are so afraid of seeing someone else in their sovereignty and in their liberation. And I've been moving through that a lot. And I call it aloning together. Like, like you said, nobody can do the work for you. However, it is very real, this wound of women being visible and being seen and allowing the vastness and bigness of who they are. And for me, I teach embodiment. My body moves. My body makes sounds. My body can be very big. And I had a lot of fear around that for a long time. And it just took me being with myself, moving it on my own and being in sacred sisterhood, being in plant medicine journeys, being honest, vulnerable, and 
over time, I began to allow that exposure, right? It's like, oh, I am safe. It doesn't matter how I'm perceived. This is the safest time to be alive on the planet, to be who I am, to serve in this way, to walk with an open heart. And it's that same titration. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about this online. Okay. Now I'm going to teach a workshop about this. Okay. Now I'm going to share it publicly so that my parents might see it or whatever. And then eventually you're like, oh, wow, not everyone may understand me, but the people who are meant to be in my life are here and it's helping people and it's working. People are receiving me. People are needing this. And so my invitation for those of you, right, who are like wanting to make the leap and wanting to be seen is like, it's so normal. It's so common. I move through it still. It's one of my deepest wounds. And there are people waiting for your medicine right now, right now. And that again is going to overpower the fear of being seen, the fear of how people are going to receive you in your fullness and in your purity and in your power. But eventually, right, because they're projecting, because they're afraid and they don't want to look at themselves, eventually people are going to start to shift more and more. And people are going to be like, ooh, what's Shannon doing over there? She looks like she's having a lot of fun. She looks like she's in her power. She looks totally liberated. I think I kind of want to come over there. And then people start to come. And that feels like that's the vision I hold for the world. And I know it's possible. (laughs) It's so possible. I love how you framed that. Wow. There's so many beautiful nuggets that you're sharing. Yeah. In that piece of community of witnessing of, you know, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and knowing we're not alone. You know, we are one. We are, we are so original, so individual, but we are yet also so similar. You know, there's such a foundation of us um, as our, as our messy humanness is. It's, It's just, you know, the way we are. And when we allow ourselves to shine or to cry or to just be in our truth, um, and show others how to do it, then, as you said, everyone can find their own way to their own truth in every moment, in every moment. Yeah. Cause there's unity and diversity too. Right. And like, with my clients, if, if, if there's somebody that's in an abandonment wound, it's like, right. we all know what abandonment feels like, right? So we may not have the same life experiences, but we all know what it feels like to be abandoned. We all know what it feels like to be rejected. We all know what it feels like to have that childhood wound. Like we all have the mother wound, the father, like we all know what that moment was, or it's like, Ooh, that really hurt. And then it comes up again and again. And and then over time, you just come from this place of neutrality of like, wow, we're all just mirrors for each other. So yeah, I love that you mentioned that diversity piece because it, it feels and that feels very relevant and very important. Like we are all seven billion fractals of the divine, mm-hmm. which is what makes us one. Yeah. And we're coming more and more to that understanding again, coming back to that knowledge of of oneness. And really that's we need to be there because we need to remember that our actions connect us to yeah. 
the planet and to each other and, you know, and to our, our children and their children and their children. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for this beautiful time we've shared together. And um, I'm really excited to share that you have a masterclass uh, as a free gift. So, um, to all the viewers, uh, you can just click on the link below and you'll be able to link up with Lindsay again. And I know she has some beautiful things on offer. Is there anything you'd like to share with us, Lindsay, that's upcoming for you? Oh my goodness. Yes. I actually just launched, relaunched my foundational eight week program called Remembrance Journey of the Awakened Woman. And we're starting that on 8-8 on the Lionsgate portal. And it's a small group container. If you're interested in feeling again, we move through the whole map of consciousness, the emotional spectrum to begin to leverage the body to reprogram the mind and some of the blocks that we have. And then in, on July 1st, my nine-month program called Rebirth is launching for the first time. And this is a hybrid group and private model where whatever you're looking to create, once you've cleared that density in the body and you're ready to you know, put your sacred service out into the world, write the book, launch the program, scale the business, we go through a nine-month journey together. So reach out if you have any questions about that. But the, the masterclass will give you a little taste of my my teachings and my style. And I look forward to connecting. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And thank you everyone for joining us. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again um, at Transformation in your 40s and Beyond Women's Retreat. Take care, everybody. Much love. Much love. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you. If you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast in reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.